I want to welcome you to the Bespoke Business English podcast. Uh, this is our first episode, and it feels uh, good to finally get this thing up on the internet. Um, I have a few goals with this podcast, and so uh, I'll tell you what you can expect. Um, I can tell you what I'm capable of, uh, or at least what I'll try to do. Um, but ultimately, you know, in, in this first podcast, um, I'm going to try and give you uh, value from my perspective as an American living in um, Warsaw. Uh, some experiences I've had starting my business and getting to the point where I am, uh, where we're going and all of that good jazz. Um, so um, I'm an American who's been living in Poland for the last few years. I've been teaching English. And um, in that process, uh, a lot of uh, the people that I've taught have given me a lot of feedback. Um, and in that, uh, my business strategy has changed and it's gotten me to where I am right now. Um, and so I'm going to give you some of the information that those people gave me, um, how I use that in my business. And hopefully you can use that in your way of thinking, your mindset. There's going to be lots of free podcasts on this website. Um, we, this is going to be up on Spotify and all that good jazz. So, uh, I'm sure if you follow the content, you'll be able to have, find access to all the free stuff that we're putting out there. And, um, also on the website, of course, behind the login wall business as, um, There'll be lots of uh, exclusive content and the content that I'll be talking about is, is exclusively to the, the, the Polish market and the Warsaw market. I, I, maybe I shouldn't say exclusively because I do follow certain stocks um, uh, for certain trends in the market, certain industries. Um, and so I'll definitely uh, uh, reference those and talk about those. There are lots of business professionals that I follow. Um, so I like to uh, link that material because ultimately speaking, you know, the, the people who I follow are the ones um, who've ultimately made me who I am. So I'm just a collection of these people, but I think that we can all say that. Um, also, please give me some feedback because the thought just hit me uh, that I may be speaking a bit too fast. And so what I believe my target market to be and who I believe are the people who will be listening to this podcast are uh, business professionals, uh, non-native English speakers, um, who are between the age of what I imagine to be 25 uh, to 55. Yeah, I have Google Analytics and all that good jazz uh, tracking the numbers, but nothing truly beats honest feedback. And on the website, you can see that on almost every page, there's a comment section. So um, if there's certain topics you want to hear about, if you have something you want to hear, um, tell me. You know, I, I prefer honest, uh, bare knuckle feedback. So if you believe this podcast sucks, please tell me it sucks. You know, I don't believe that uh, negative feedback um, is something to avoid. I think it's 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 good um, to have clarity. And, and if I don't listen as a business owner uh, to that feedback um, saying that because ultimately when someone says something sucks, they just don't feel the value. And if you don't feel that value, I would like to know. Um, how I can actually give you the value that is going to make you want to consume this content. So because free content doesn't get consumed as if it's of no value. Um, so again, please give me that that, that feedback. Um, and again, I'll tell you about my experiences. So, you know, I'm an American who's been living here in Poland uh, for the last few years. Um, and as I started doing, um, as I started teaching English, uh, professionals um, in the market, continuously told me um, how good I am, you know, and to be completely honest, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I wasn't, you know, and um, I was always shocked by that. Um, I do have a background in education, um, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a natural teacher. Um, you be the judge of that based on uh, the material that I put out. Um, and again, if it's not, please give me that feedback um, so I can create something better. Um, but the fact is, you know, I wasn't good. I mean, and definitely by my standards now, I was not a good teacher. And there were so many people who told me I was, you know, and so many experiences I've had in this market that, that at the time, it just hadn't made any sense to me at all. You know, one professional, um, he, he wanted me to teach, um, uh, a group in his company as a, a um, a small, you know, quote unquote, I don't, I mean, how do we define small? He's, I believe he's doing very well for himself. Um, he seems successful. He's a good man, in my opinion. Um, you know, but he, when we, we met, he said to me, he said, um, when we have classes, 
uh, can you, you know, write information on the board, you know, on, on the whiteboard? And I, and I didn't understand. And I said, I said, I, I said, I don't understand what you're asking me. He said, when you have classes, um, can you write information on the board? And I just, I said to him, I said, I don't understand why you're asking me to write information on the board. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a given. I mean, it's, you know, it's like going to a restaurant and not expecting a plate. I just, I hadn't understood. What I hadn't understood is, is the condition of the market. And also, if we bring it into present times, you know, because this is January 2021. Um, this is not a New Year's resolution for me, but just me um, um, trying to meet a deadline. And I'm actually behind my deadline. I had hoped to uh, record this podcast on the first. And again, it's, it's not a failure. That's, it's just a stepping stone on the, on the road to success. Um, and there's no such thing as too late. I remember when I was very young, you know, and, and I got my first guitar. I was 18 years old. I remember when I got that guitar, my first thought was that I am too old to learn a guitar. I was 18. I was a child. But I hadn't had that understanding. I hadn't had that perspective. And so when this gentleman asked me to write on the board, I just, my, my, my only response to him, because this is the, truly what I felt, I just said, who hurt you? Like who, who, who made you feel that that is something that you must request? And, and this is my mindset. This is how I look at business. And not only from, from my client's perspective, from, but from my own. Yes. Because if we be completely honest, I'm selfish. I want to, I want to be satisfied with the services I pay for. I want to be uh, uh, satisfied with the products that I pay for. And, and how is that any different um, from the people to whom I'm selling, to whom I'm making promises, you know, and, 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 and when you hear things like that, it just, it just makes you understand that minimally there was one competitor in the market who was treating their clients in such ways to make them feel that it's something special to write words on a board. And I, and I, you know, it just, it just surprises me from coming from America, you know, there's a, there, I, I've been socialized as a consumer to expect certain truths. I expect deals. I expect sales. You know, I, I expect good customer service. You know, I expect to leave happy. I expect that when I receive quality service from my server at a restaurant in America and I give them a 20, 25% tip, I expect them to come over and say, thank you. You know, I had been a server, you know, um, I know what it feels like to be stiffed on different tips. And, you know, this is, you know, my background and where I come from. And I don't know if, if, you're this person who's um, listening to this podcast for the first time and who hasn't seen any of my material, uh, other material, um, you know, and this is, you know, your first interaction you hear that I had been a waiter. I had been a waiter. And I focused on work that I could find to make the money that I needed to uh, achieve the goals that I have for my life. And now I own my own business. Um, I'm sitting in front of my uh, uh, equipment that I've purchased to make this quality podcast for you. Um, and I've become successful by my definition. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm healthy. Um, during these very hard times, um, I'm still looking forward and looking to the future. There, there are very many people right now, um, in the world who, you know, are just trying to get by, who are trying to survive, who are trying to maintain, who are trying to figure it out. Um, you know, and so uh, I'm going to give you that honest truth. Um, and if you're someone who uh, feels that, that 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 may not be good enough, that's OK. You know, because, you know, what I've learned from professionals in the Polish market, one of the research and developers uh, for White's agency, she said something to me. And I don't know if this is common knowledge. I don't know if I should feel special for for, you know, sharing this information with you. I don't know if this is marketing 101, but she said something to me that stuck. It has stuck, has. She said to me that if you're for everyone, you're for no one. And, and, and that was a very hard concept for me because I've always been this person who's tried to please everyone. 
who's always tried to make people like me and be the funniest person and the most giving and caring and, and, and all of that. And that's why you'll see uh, on the website that there's so much content. You know, there's 11 tasks to do every single week for a lesson. You know, I believe that what I what I offer makes it almost impossible for someone to want to purchase two meetings per week for the simple fact that there's just so much content to consume, so much growth to be had with one session, what, why no one can handle the amount of two. And that's just the simple fact of the matter. And that's what I've accepted. Um, but that's good. Yes. That, that, that will sell when, when, when I offer you so much quality content, you know, that, that you're spending four to five hours outside of class, focusing on your English and you're coming back. And then the time that we spend together is of, of higher quality of, of more value. The growth is more exponential because of how much work you've put in prior to the class. You've been listening to these podcasts, which is not required of the course. That's how we grow. Yes. Growth requires sacrifice. You have to earn it. You have to deserve it. You have to want it. Yes. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. People say that all the time. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Life is hard for so many people. But if we want to achieve something, we must endure the struggle. We must endure the failures. We must endure all the roadblocks that we don't see coming. I see some roadblocks before me right now in my business. I know I have some hurdles um, to overcome. But I'm determined. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, when we listen to these business professionals, for example, my business professionals, who do, who do I listen to? Yes. Well, let's let's do a bunch of name dropping, you know, so so, you know. The pieces that make me who I am, I would definitely say Tony Robbins, first and foremost. You know, I think about my life, I think about my business, I think about my marriage in two stages, I think about it before Tony Robbins and after Tony Robbins. So if you want to stop listening to my podcast right now, if you want to completely forget my name and the name of my company and you choose to spend all your effort and all your energy and listening to Tony Robbins, I would say do it. I, I, I will not I am not so egotistical to say that I can give you more value than that man. You know, it's 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 he changes the mindset, he changes the framework. Um, and what I've done is is taking the information that he shares, that he teaches, that he sells, and I've incorporated that into incorporated that into English classes. Incorporated not just learning English, but also getting growth as a human being, but growth in business, not just simply saying to yourself. I need to learn some vocabulary in business or, I, you know, what's a good phrase to use? No, that that is childish. That is baby language. You'll hear me say that if you join my classes, you will hear me say that all the time. No baby language. Yes. Big boy language, big girl language. Yes. Because. What I believe my clients are paying me to do. Is to prepare them for a battle to prepare, prepare them for a fight that they don't know when that's coming. And it's my job to make sure that they're ready for whomever they sit across the table from. And so that means learning how to use the language to achieve a business goal, yeah? Because people are paying money to improve their English and they get phrases, they get vocabulary, they get some conversation, but what's the real value? What's the real point? Yes. Who cares about a conditional? What does it matter? How can I make some money out of it? Yeah. What's some value? Yes. Clients all the time, they simply sit, they, they ask these questions, you know. Um, and they say these things. I don't want to waste my time. I want I want to grow. You know, I want things to do outside of class so I can get some 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 exponential growth, you know, and so I've added that. And so 
let me answer some questions for you of, of, of why you may or even might want to listen to, to what I have to say as what value do I have to give as what I believe and what my clients tell me uh, my value is, is simply put that I have the ability to see the language. I can see what you have, what you don't have. I can see what you're hiding behind. I can see what you need. I can see the real root of the problem. Yes. And let's talk about that. Yes. From two perspectives, one from the business perspective to give you some business value and one from the language perspective uh, to give you some language value. So your relationship, yeah, pick one, yeah, your marriage, your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, um, your brother, your sister, you know, parent, child, doesn't matter. Pick a person. I'm sure that in your life, you have had a moment when you've been in an argument with a person. And in that argument, you had a moment where time almost stood still. And for a brief second, you had a moment and to, to make a choice and you actively felt do I get upset or do I make a joke? I mean, you felt it. You know what I'm talking about. That moment that's where you said, oh, I could make a joke about it, about this. Let it just roll off my back like it never happened. No big deal. Or I can make an emotional scene and make an, ex an extremely big deal out of this when you know the option to go left was just as easy and maybe you went left, yes? And it could have been just as easy to go right. That's no different from the language. It's no different from the business, yes? There's a moment, yes? Let's say you're a guy, yeah? And you've learned English from me. And you're talking to this woman that you love. And you're going to say something to her, yes? And if you're listening to this podcast, I highly encourage you to... Uh, uh, go get your counterpart, male or female, let them listen to this part alone with you, you know, or take it to work. You know, that's free marketing for me, free word of mouth. That's a 50% to 80% close ratio. We know that. So, you know, smart me by telling you to share this with some friends, but also they'll give you some honest feedback. They'll, you'll be able to, to verify this information, not just from me, but by, by the people, you know, because what I teach is how the language feels. Because no one rem thinks, oh, I want to say that something that happened in the past before something else, but it was happened for a long time. So let me use the past perfect continuous. No one says that. No one thinks that. No one can. But what you can do is make an educated decision based on how you feel. Because ultimately, we do not use the language to speak. We use the language to paint pictures. Yes, I'm going to paint a picture for you. So hopefully you're listening to this with some friend, some 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 colleague, um, life partner. And I'm going to say something. Yeah? Imagine someone said to you. And this is just going to be your baseline. Yeah? And this is going to be your benchmark as a standard. Yes, and you're going to listen to this first part. Then I'm going to say the second part. And you're going to compare the feelings between these two things that I'm going to say to you right now. First. I loved you from the moment I met you. Option two, I have loved you from the moment I met you. Which of those two feel different? You know, which, which, which one feels just a, a little bit special? I'll give you a second. I imagine that you probably are talking about this right now, listening, waiting for that answer. But I want you to honestly, if you please, pause the podcast for a moment, have a constructive discussion about it and get your answer before I give you the answer. Yeah, let's let's see if you can get your win as yeah, debated. So if you've used that time wisely, I hope you've come up with an opinion. Yes. And so what what what's the truth? The truth is the present perfect, the second version, I have loved you from the moment I met you, 
should have felt a little bit more powerful, should have felt a little bit more strong, yes? And what was it? Some may say that it was my intonation. Some may say uh, the way I said it or just a, his voice. Who knows? There, there are many, many different potential answers you could hear from, from lots of people. But what did you feel? Trust your feeling. It just felt more important, and it is. That's why we use the present perfect. Yes? And let me give you a different example. Let's talk about movies. Yeah? Let's talk about movies like The Godfather yes? or, or, or The Sopranos. Yeah? Let's think about one of those mobsters, one of those gangsters, one of those hitmen. When they talk about a murder, are they going to say, I killed John Doe? Or are they going to say, I have killed John Doe? And if you have a native English-speaking friend, I would also suggest you to ask them for feedback and just ask them to paint that picture. Because again, we, we speak in pictures, not in words. Yes, and if, if we watch an episode of a Sopranos, if you go to some episodes, I encourage you, send me the link if you find this. Any scene where one of the Sopranos has said, I have killed someone that wasn't super important, like some mayor or some president or some something at a very, very high pivotal moment where, where lives were on the line. But for John Doe, I killed. Why? Because it's no big deal. It's not that important to him. That is his profession. The same way that when Jeff Bezos goes to buy a Ferrari, do you think Jeff Bezos is going to say, I bought a Ferrari or I have bought a Ferrari? I bought. Yes. Second richest man on the planet as of today. Good job, Elon. Because he has so much money, it is not a big deal. Yes. In situations, we, we need to speak in one way versus another because it is not just a question does this person speak English but it's a question of how yes and I'll, and I'll give you an example um, I came up with a business strategy um, to 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 chase down uh, one professional who I, I wanted to have him on my client list I wanted to say that that I had his name on my client list because of um, what he was doing in his company and what he was doing outside of his company and also, we all know the Warsaw business uh, um, community is, 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 is a very, it is, it's a strong community. You know, everyone knows everyone. You know, everyone knows someone who knows someone. Yes. Um, the word of mouth value is extremely, you know, I mean, it's invaluable. And so I wanted this person as a client, you know, and, um, I formulated my strategy to, to get him to call me because I knew I, he wouldn't pick up the phone if I called him. So I formulated a strategy. I, you know, got my uh, uh, allies involved, you know, and um, I got um, the, the desired effect of, of having him call me and invite me to his office for a meeting. Um, and in that meeting, um, he wasn't truly open to the idea of the cooperation just my, my my strategy worked very well uh to get into the office but i knew that i needed to get face to face with him i know that my um sales skills are um a lot better face to face than over the phone i i do not have telemarketing skills so if if you are in need of telemarketing skills I, there's no value um that i have for you um in that respect, it's just it's something that I'm not good at. Um, but what you can expect is that I'll be honest about what I'm not good at, um, because there's no point in lying. It's 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 no value in lying. Yeah. Um. So that gentleman was not truly open to the cooperation, and I just said to him, "Are you done yet? H have you?" reached your limit I, I, I had known that he wasn't done he wouldn't be where he was if he was done yes he was too young to be done 
He is too young to be done. I said because even if you're winning now, when you take one step up, is your English on the level that it needs to be to be not the person, this this person who has this singular position in the entire country, there's only one of you in the entire country, to being the, the, the only one in all of Europe. I mean, because that's the person who's going to be, you know, interviewed. You know? And maybe that's six months or, or nine months or a year or two or ten. Who knows, you know? But what we do know is that there is a battle before us, regardless of what we do. Yes, that if you work in retail, you can expect that there's an argument coming at some point. Yes, in my business, there's going to be some client who's going to be dissatisfied with my services. Yes, I don't expect that 100% of my clients um, to enjoy my service, but it is my responsibility to find an amicable solution uh, um, to, to lead, to have all people who interact with me in a business respect um, to leave um, um, satisfied, yes, neutral, if nothing else. Um, we all know the effects of that. Um, and in the same respect, this gentleman was going to have to sit in front of someone and prove that he was better, potentially, than 26 other people if we discount you know, the UK, I mean, that's a, that's a very real situation, you know, um, these are truths that we all share, you know, and it just makes no sense to not prepare for that. Um, and I've had people who have come to me, I've, I've had someone come to me um, telling me that they had a, um, they wanted to improve their English, you know, this gentleman, he had just finished um, university uh, for finance and finance and accounting. Um, and he said that he wanted to get a job in English and, uh, he needed to do an interview, you know, in English to get a job. And I said, okay. And I said, well, when, um, do you want to get a job? And he said in a month. And I said, I said, I said, you don't need me. I said, I said, you need to go to church. I said, you, you need to go to church. I said, there, there's no point in you giving me your money because the money you give me, you're not going to see, see enough return on your investment. It's pointless. Yes, the money that you're ready to spend me spend on me, it makes more sense to buy a ticket to the UK and live there for a month because you're going to get more overall growth and value in your language spending your money that way versus giving it to me for eight hours. You know, and, and, and truth be told, if you get a job next month, it's not going to be based on what I've told you. It's going to be based on what your language skills already are because... What I've come to, to, to understand and to know, the HR people who are paid to analyze your English are very, very good at what they do. Let's take a little perspective. These people in the HR industry are hired to find the best talent. Yes, they don't care about people's problems. They don't care about these um, uh, concerns. You know, they want to find the best person for the job. And that includes mindset, attitude, professionalism, language skills, temperament. Yes, um, the way you carry yourself, the way you dress. I mean, all of that matters and they factor it in and they have the ability to see it. So they, during this interview in English, will say things to you, for example, asking you a question in a third conditional, maybe with an inverted clause and a couple of phrasal verbs. And you may be listening and you're like, what, what is he talking about? If you're one of my clients, I'm sure you caught some of that. And if you've caught all of that, I probably know who you are. <laughs> You know, but that is what they're going to do. And when you don't understand, they're going to say, okay, not native level. And in and, and, and eight hours, 
There is no way I can teach you everything that you need to know from your level right now to the level in which this HR professional is going to pick pick your English apart because you also have to understand if you're a non-native English speaker, if you're a non-native language speaker of any language, yes, because I also speak a bit of, of, of German, uh, Polish, tiny bit of Spanish, yes, lots of people are, are afraid to speak in English, so you're telling me that you want to go up against the person in that office who wants to be giving the, the interviews in English? I mean, you're listening to a podcast right now thinking about starting this journey, yes? They've already done that, and they're the person in the office who who wants the responsibility of taking ownership that you speak English well enough. And let's talk about that person. Yeah? That person has bills. That person has responsibilities. Yes? That person has passions. Yes? Maybe addictions. Who knows? There's so much in their life. Maybe they want to start their own company. Maybe they were like me. I had worked for other, school, other schools. I wanted something more. I wanted my own business. And here we are. Yes? X amount of time later. Yes? And maybe that HR professional also wants their own business because they are also good at what they do. Yes? And they know that if they allow you to sneak through that will destroy what they've built. And so they're not going to have any sympathy. Yes, this is this is business. And they're going to pick apart your English. And so I need I had to say to that gentleman that I am not in a position to promise you that I can send you into battle with this HR professional whose life depends on this job, who is taking the, the, the responsibility, you know, not just within her company, but to represent that company because we protect the biggest clients. I mean, you know, that's that's what I've learned. You know, when your biggest client, you know, is upset, you move. You know, this is the feedback that I hear from the market. This is just me giving it back to you. Um, I think, I mean, I've offered something where, you know, my clients would only want one. So it's almost impossible to have some per se biggest client. I'm diversifying my income because that gives me more certainty. Yes, it's, you know, you have one big client holding 50% of, uh, of your sales. You know, are you truly in control of your company? No. And in the same respect, I can't, I can't I can't tell this gentleman to give me his money to prepare him for that. That's unrealistic. Yes, maybe God can help him. Maybe an immersion course uh, uh, um, um, somewhere with someone. Maybe maybe there's a teacher out there. Maybe there is. You know, maybe there's someone who um, I haven't come across. You know, I, I'm doing this because I haven't found anyone in the market to give the business value that I believe my clients are asking me for. And so even if I only supply that value to this tiny little market for 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 the the the, the amount of people who I can reach and I'm, I'm okay with that, you know? Um you know, because I've started this business for a number of different reasons, you know, and and, and I hope to influence um and then hope maybe even inspire you by this, you know, but I ch I've chosen to redefine the word that that we call work. Work. Yeah. We all must do it in some capacity of or another. Yes, work. 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 What does that mean to you? Yeah. There's an image that you have in your mind. Yes. But I, but I have one too. And this image in my mind is that I don't have to be angry when I go to work. I don't have to go to work. I can take a chance on myself. I can invest on, in myself. I can reorganize my living room into something a little bit more studio-esque. I can, I can spend my money 
on a very nice microphone and mixer and, and, and tools and websites and programs to, to add more value. You know, but this is the choice that I've made because I enjoy it. I enjoy sitting in front of this microphone. I enjoy that I have uh, uh, two lights in front of me, that I'm currently looking at the website, um, that I have the keyboard in front of me with the lights and my, my, my clipboard with my notes and my packets of paper, um, and knowing that I have more and more and more content to give you, you know, more and more value. I enjoy it. I enjoy talking. But what I've also learned is that talking on a podcast to give added value, amazing. But in class, I've organized it in such a way that for the groups, for example, before class, and it alternates every single class, someone is in the hot seat, meaning that they are mainly responsible for answering grammar questions. And if this client needs to meet with me before, um, that's also available to, 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 to happen to make sure they're ready to answer the grammar questions in class so I don't have to speak. The class is divided up between who's um, asking questions first versus answering questions. We have closers at the end to give the final thoughts um, to practice your closing skills at the end of meetings. But I like organizing. I, I, I like structuring. I liked making that Excel sheet to make sure it varies. To make sure everyone feels just a little bit more extra value. I mean, I enjoy that. Yes, I mean, I, I plan on, you know, in some of my classes, you know, playing music. I mean, because I enjoy music. I bought a little a little cheap $200, you know, I know it, it wasn't even two. It was 80, 80 euros on Amazon. Yes, it's a little DJ kit. Yes, to play some music in class so that people have entertainment because who wants to just grow and learn grammar in some boring way no we need entertainment i need entertainment in my work yes this is how i'm defining work and i plan on um uh, doing courses about dogs yes because i love dogs yes uh, my wife and i have two um uh, boo who's a pug mops yes um he goes to agility training and benny who's a pit bull uh he goes to protection training you know uh and we love it we, we enjoy being out there with the dogs. They have jobs, responsibilities, focus. You know, they can spend their energy. But I enjoy that. And I believe that there's a number of individuals out there in the market, even if there's only three, and I make my smallest group, you know, have a course some surrounding dogs in some capacity. And I'll ask for feedback from the market, you know, uh, I'll use the professionals who I have, my veterinarian, my trainers, you know, to give some feedback of how do we give more value. And then once enough people have given input of how to make a 16-week course around the topic of dogs, health, training, hygiene, And then we'll put a number to that. And, and maybe it'll sell, maybe it won't. But I would rather fail at making a class gathering information about dogs than failing um, about a project that, simply put, I just don't care about. I mean, I, 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 that is not the de definition of work to me. That is, that is definition, the definition of madness. Um, and I hadn't known that this was possible. I, I, I hadn't known... Um, that a person could run their own business and um, be satisfied um, with, um, you know, a certain level of income, you know, under certain conditions. It's, 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 you know, I love what I do. I enjoy it very much, you know, and I, and I feel that that's the way it should be. And if you, sir or madam, are not happy in what you're doing, I, Hope that you find some value um, in what I'm trying to give you for free, um, if not the paid version, um, to help you find um, whatever it is inside you that you need to find to be who you need to be for yourself, if no one else. Um, 
You know, this is, these are your lessons to learn, to find the wisdom to grow from. You know, it's, it's, we all have an opportunity. We can, we could scroll on Facebook, you know, or we can, you know, read a book or watch an inspirational video on YouTube, you know, and, um, that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from. You know, as I mentioned, is a lot of business professionals who I follow, you know, um, first and foremost, as I've already said, is, is Tony Robbins, you know, um, but I very much um, appreciate Gary V. Yes. Um, you know, he does a lot of work and puts out a lot of material out there for millennials. But as a as a as a person, I mean, I believe he's happy. You know, I believe that he, he does what he loves and he's got it and he doesn't care what I think, you know, and he shouldn't. You know, um, in addition to, to, to him, I also, um, see value in the business model of Jeff, Jeff Bezos. It's very, um, let's say mycelial, <laughs> um, if you know what a, uh, mycelial network is. Yeah. Um, I got that from Star Trek. If you're watching Star Trek, um, mycelial network, they jump, you, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but that's me and that's real. You know, these are the, the, the examples that I give. But ultimately, what is a mycelial network? It's a network um, um, uh, for mushrooms, I believe. Um, so in forests, they, they spread, you know, very large distances and, and connect to each other, you know, like a nervous system. Yes. Um, and I believe that's what Amazon is. You know, they're have their transportation, their production, you know, logistics, you know, I'm under, I'm under the impression they just moved into paper. Yeah. So, you know, it's not long before they'll be making their own rubber, you know, for, for the components because it'll be cheaper. Yes. So um, when we look at his business model, owning an entire supply chain, you know, you can't, you can't not found, find value in what Jeff Bezos uh, is doing. You know, um, I uh, Jay Abram is another one. He's all about testing. Um, Patrick Bet David, you know, very in your face business guy. Um, follow him on YouTube. Yeah, Valuetainment. You can find him. I mean, you when you watch him, you'll see pieces of me. Um, or rather, when you see me, you'll see pieces of him. Yeah. Um, again, another uh, person worth following. Um, but again, I'll go back to um, my former client um, in the research and development department of, of White's agency, you know, and like she said, you, if you can't be for everyone, yes, because if you're for everyone, you're for no one. So you got to choose, you know, and I believe, like I said earlier, um, the people who are listening to this are 25 to 55. Um, and this is for them. This is for the business. It's not for casual conversation. Yes. Um, if you're interested in retaining my services, I'll be completely honest. Who am I good at teaching? I'm good at teaching people in sales, as in media, as um, management level. If you have to negotiate in the board, as when you have to um, sit across from someone who you know you have issues with, and if you're fortunate enough to be having this conversation in English, yes, and this person's a non-native English speaker. Um, and you have the ability to improve your English skills more so than theirs the same way that, you know, speed versus speed, the better is going to win. And so if this person's native language is not English and your native language is not English, but you're having this meeting in English, it only makes sense to improve your English skills in that battlefield. Yes. Yes. And so I can't be for everyone. Yes. And I can't be. For people who just simply want to have casual conversations, there are plenty of free plate, plenty of places in in Warsaw where loads of native English speakers, yes, people who speak English because they were born in a country where English is the main language, hang out, and you can go there in the city center, grab a beer, and talk. Yes, you can go sit at the Hilton. Yes. Go sit at the, the Marriott in the bar. Yes. Say you're there on business. Yes. And just wait for a native English speaker to come around and have conversations. You don't have to pay for that. So when someone comes to me and say they simply want to have conversations, well, simply put, I'm, I'm not 
the person for that because my prices don't reflect the amount of value you're trying to get from the class. My market is for those who want more value, who want to be in a negotiation and be able to get everything they want out of that, that negotiation and also paint the picture of themselves as being kind and considerate because we must do business with these people again, yes? Again, we know what the Warsaw market is, yes? And in this podcast, in this series, I plan to tell you about some of those professionals because there are some soldiers of the language on the market right now. There are a few who I'm teaching, a few who I've taught, and I've had to sit across the business table from these, these people. You know, I've, I've had to negotiate my contract with them, luckily in my language, yes, but let's not doubt the, the, the business capacity of these people. You know, they needed to see the value and I needed to produce. Kropka, non-negotiable. And you too may need to do that, but in English. And, and, and I hope um, that I'm able to, to, to show you that's who we, who who I am. That's what Bespoke Business English is. We're the collection of professionals, um, you know, from companies like HBO and Sephora Polsat. I've taught people in Samsung. Um, I've taught a really, really, really kick-ass 18-year-old kid who I truly believe is going to be the next president of Poland one day, you know, and he knows who he is. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. I, um... You know, uh, um, his parents raised a very good child, you know, two of the, the best parents that I've seen around a child in, in, in my experience in, in education. Um, so definitely good job them. I hope they know who they are. I, I imagine that they're checking out this podcast. Hopefully they've made it this far in to hear this compliment. Um, and, and, and he deserves the respect, you know, because, you know, I, I do have age limits now. Um but he deserves the respect, you know, because he's earned it. And I hope you two will come and, and join me on this language journey that you're on, on this business language journey that you're on. And I hope one day to be able to mention you in such ways. But you got to earn it. You got to deserve it, you know, because if I'm not giving you the value, you're not talking about me. And so I want to earn it. I want to deserve it. And if I'm not, please teach me how to serve you. Teach me how to be better for you. Teach me how to give more value. That is what I'm asking of you. Just tell me what you want so I can do that. Because I understand that ultimately speaking, this is the game that we are playing. Can I give this person what they want to give me what I want? Can I do this better than my competitors? Do I love this? Do I love this more? Do I want this? Do I enjoy it? Would I do it for free? I would. It's the truth. I love what I do. I love making these podcasts. I love inspiring people. I love when a client messages me on Facebook and says, hey, I don't understand this quote. And then I say to that person, call me. And in three minutes, I can explain what they hadn't understood. Then they're like, oh, my God. And they feel so great. And they say, Dom, you're amazing. It feeds my ego. It makes me feel good. So even if you buy nothing, even if you tell no one, I highly encourage you to, to, to teach me how to meet your needs if no one else. Because there's value in that for me. There's value in it for me to meet your needs. There's value in you. There's value for you to meet the needs of others. Yes? Because when you are meeting your client's needs on a level of 10 across the boards, you know, for their certainty, they want some growth, you know, they want a certain level of connection, you know, they want some variety, you know, um, they want to feel, you know, some significance, some, some importance. This is what Tony Robbins teaches. This is what he teaches. You know, this is basic Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins 101. 
you're meeting those needs on levels of 10, they don't leave. They can't. Yes? Because if you have someone in your life, as a normal individual, let's not talk about business. Yes? Let's talk about a, a relationship. Yes? A friend. Yes? If they listen when you need them to listen, do they talk when they need you to talk? Yes? Are they there when you need them? Yes? Are they, are they not there when you don't? It makes you fall in love with them. I feel like this should be the same standard for business, yes, if the way we're defining work is something that we love. Yes, and if we love it, you gotta you gotta show it the effort, the energy, make it pretty, make it nice, make it valuable, yes, make other people want to protect it, make other people want to feed it to make sure that it grows because it's ours, yes. I want this to be ours. I want I want a community, you know, I, I want people, you know. Who just simply put want to grow because ultimately speaking, I've come from absolutely nothing. Yes. I've built what I have from absolutely zero. And I'm not sitting on some, you know, I'm not claiming to be some extremely successful business person. You know, I, I based on my definition, I, I am, you know. Based on, on, on the definition of some of my clients, maybe not yet. You know, but that's okay. But I'd rather make it doing something that I love than what I had been considering work. So hopefully you've gotten some value from this. Um, um, I have a number of podcasts that I have to uh, uh, record today. And so uh, once I'm done with this, I'm going to take a couple minutes break, next cup of coffee, and um, uh, get to work on the next podcast. Um you know, and, um, you know, I look forward to, uh, being with you in this journey, you know, and if you have questions, if I've said something that you didn't quite understand, or if I, um, said a phrase and you didn't quite get it, or you've Googled it again in the comments, ask a question. I will have answered them. Yes. You know, it's, it's, this is the beginning. So I'm able to, to, to comment on everything and, do everything um, because simply the community is small, you know, but I invite you to join, you know, so you can get as much value. I invite you to uh, share this community, um, jump on LinkedIn. Um, we're going to be pumping out most of our content there, you know, one minute business lessons on some um, some quality of vocabulary. Um, why you want to say something one way versus another way, because there's a, an impact of feeling the same way that I uh, said, um, I loved you. I loved you from the moment I met you versus I have loved you from the moment I met you. It's a different in, in, in two different words. Yes. If I said to you, let's retire to a brandy paints an image of me. You see me as a person yes, especially from this podcast, cause you can't see my face at the moment. But if I also said after work, let's go get fucked up. That paints a different image. So you can say, let's go to the bar or Mr. 65 year old, three priest suit, double breasted with the pocket watch. We shall retire to a brandy. If that is who you choose to be in the language, you have choices. You define your character in the language, and I highly encourage you to choose. Make choices. If you want to use ought to instead of should, go nuts. If you want to use shall instead of will, go nuts. Yes. If you want to continue to use baby language, go nuts. That is going to allow you into certain environments and not into others. And I think in business, we can understand what I'm saying when there's certain doors that you can and cannot walk through based on certain truths. And I believe based on the fact that my business and other businesses like it exist in the world, there's the understanding that there is something to be had once a person improves their English to a certain level. And maybe your English level is enough and that's okay. That is okay. I am not telling you that you must. If you understand everything that I'm saying to you in this podcast, and maybe you don't need my services, 
I mean, listen to the free content again, use it. But if you want the next level, if you want that deeper meaning, if you want to be able to make someone feel something, if you want to go into that HR meeting with confidence, because your English teacher told you you were wrong, you were wrong, you were wrong, you were wrong until you said, fuck you, Dom, I know I'm right. My man, my lady, that is the confidence that I require. That is a level of understanding that I require. All we are are our standards in this world. If we make promises and we don't keep them, we are untrustworthy. And so you need to make a choice. Who are you going to be in the language? Are you going to be the let's go get fucked up guy? These are your choices. Yes? And there's lots in between. Um, and I'm not saying that you must uh, uh, learn from me. I, I do believe, um, based on what my clients have told me, that there's a, a value. This is just an introduction of who I am and how I am, uh, why I started the business. Um, and then based on feedback, if this is if I don't get positive feedback from these podcasts, then uh, I'll pivot. Um, but I do promise to be myself. Um, uh, I'll tell you what I'm good at, what I'm not. You know, again, I'm just I'm not suited for teaching people um, who are not passionate, who really want to grow, who really want to learn. Because I've also met many people who have said they wanted to learn English, but they don't. Yes, they just simply wanted to tell people they're learning English. Um, and I see those people. I end cooperation with those people um, because giving me your money is not enough. You must grow. That's yes, because when you grow, you tell your friends. Yes, and again, word of mouth is a 50 to 80% close ratio. And my success is based on your success. So if you want to grow and you do grow and you're satisfied with that growth, especially because you have been being dissatisfied for so long that you go tell a friend you're going to be so full of passion you sell for me for free this is the level of value that i'm trying to give i hope this is the level of value that you try to give uh in the choices that you make in life whatever that is um so uh i'm gonna pull the i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this uh episode to a close um I want to thank those who uh, will continue to listen um, uh, and any and all feedback would be, you know, more than welcomed. Um, again, this podcast is, is specifically geared towards the, the, the Polish market. I'll speak more about these professionals um, and these experiences. I've had some things that I've learned, some things that are simply just not in the market. And if someone wanted to, to create those businesses, um, I could see an opportunity um definitely i would i'll be highlighting uh some companies that have um done beautiful things in this market in my opinion um i guess uh until the next podcast thank you for today